What is up, everybody? It is Flex Talk with the B-Man, Brian and Lex. How you doing today, Brian? I'm doing good, man. We've got some snow coming down here in south southeastern Wisconsin. It is looking nice outside, unfortunately. Probably going to have to do some shoveling later to help the parents out today, but that's more exercise for me, right? This is Flex Talk, so got to burn those calories. You guys better get your shovels ready. You better have your back in order and ready to use your legs out there because it is coming down. Again, when you're out there shoveling, use your legs. Don't pick up a bunch of snow with your back a little bit at a time and be safe about it. Brian, have you had experience in the snow? Have you gotten hurt before? What is your experience with the snow and how can you help these lovely listeners out there? Let me give you my advice for dealing with the snow is just do what I did move to an apartment because when you do that you live underground or you live in a building you park underground heated parking i don't have to deal with any of the shoveling or anything like that but for all the people that do have to shovel take lex's advice and make sure that you're lifting with proper form reach out to lex send him an instant message he will definitely give you some good pointers on that there you go i'm gonna start making shovels and good get idea. them out there for royalties all right, so we're going to talk about the top 10 fitness trends for 2022. It's an exciting topic. Wouldn't you agree, Brian? This is an exciting topic for sure. It's interesting to know, like, what are the things that most people are excited about in the fitness industry? What are the things that are catching waves? What are the things that people feel are helping them the most? So this is going to be a good topic. Let's get into this thing. Let's do it. The old Jack Lane fitness equipment isn't as popular as it was back in 1906, right, Brian? That's going to be something new for all of our listeners to dive into. Um, if you have the shake weight and you have Billy Blanks' kick, kickboxing DVDs, it might, might be time to toss those out. It's some new top 10 fitness trends going on right now. And number one, we have wearable technology. Now, wearable technology, that's the device that says fitness trackers, smart watches, heart rate monitors, you know, those pedometers that count steps. Yeah, that's pretty um, trendy in 2022. I advise all my clients to wear your heart rate monitor uh, just simply because it helps the coaches. It helps you have a good idea of uh, how much calories and how much effort you're putting into your workouts, and it just holds you accountable. So. It's always important to wear your tracker just so you can get some instant feedback about your workout, how to improve the next time, and you always want to beat that mark the next time around. Yeah, I look at the wearable technology as just another tool. It's, a, it's almost like a supplement. It's almost like taking protein or taking creatine. The, the creatine and the protein alone are not going to change your body, but it's one thing to use to help you, and I feel the exact same way with the wearable technology. If you have one that can help you calculate your calories that you're burning, just kind of learning where your heart rate is and what exercises cause your heart rate to go up or down or what, what different heart rate ranges you're working out in. And then the ones that can actually track your sleep cycles and things, these are just really good tools, really good information that you can use just to supplement your workout that you're already doing. So I think this is a great trend. And I just feel like it's something that alone will not change your life. But if you use it in conjunction with a healthy diet and a good exercise routine, definitely do some research and find yourself a good heart rate monitor. I've got one, and I think they're very interesting. They're getting pretty fancy nowadays, aren't they? They're different colors. They're monitoring your sleep patterns. They're even bumping you up to wake up. I mean, don't you think they're getting pretty fancy nowadays? They really, they really are. Um, and I have an Apple Watch. I'm a big fan of that. And even... The Apple Watch and a lot of the digital watches have a lot of these features built into them. 
and I think it's very, very interesting. I was hearing a story the other day, I don't know if you heard this, Lex, there's um, a feature now with the Apple Watch where if somebody's having like a heart attack or somebody's having some sort of a cardiac type event where the Apple Watch can actually sense that something's wrong and you can even set the feature to like alert the authorities before you have the ability wow. to do it. I mean, it's just, who would have thought even 20 years ago that we'd have technology? It's crazy. Heck yeah. I mean, now you can wear them on your wrist, on your armband, across your chest. And I even heard most recently that the chest ones, they just feel like, if you're a female, they just feel like a, a tight strap around your chest. It doesn't feel uncomfortable. You can still work out around it. Uh, you can still do rowing, running, uh, walking, and it doesn't feel uncomfortable. So. If I were you, I would look into investing in one, you know, just to hold yourself accountable and look at all the cool gadgets and tools that come along with it. Yeah, that's a really good one. Let's go on to number two in the top fitness trends, home exercise gyms. Now, with this one, this became very, very popular, especially in COVID, the COVID era that was going on. A lot of gyms, unfortunately, were shut down. Uh, Lex, a lot of our friends in the industry, we knew a lot of people that were affected by this. So home exercise gyms became very, very popular. What are your thoughts on home exercise equipment and your guidance for people if they are looking to buy some? I think it's a great tool to have. I mean, I think it's a great tool to have a set of dumbbells, uh, some resistance bands, uh, if you have enough room, uh, some barbell equipment. Uh, because I always advise my clients, if you have some additional time to work out at home or work out uh, at a different fitness center just so you can get that additional work in. Um, I own and, and manage a studio that's a pretty small space. Um, I like to personalize one-on-one -on -one coaching. I think it's a great tool to have, but I want you to get some additional work done. And if you have some time to get some home workout in, or you can walk at home on a treadmill, or you have your, your tonal or your mirror thing that you can do on the opposite days that we're not working out, good. It's a good tool. So I definitely am in favor of home exercise equipment. Um, there's a lot of different uh, uh, rogue Dot com has a lot of bumper plates that you can purchase, a lot of home exercise equipment for you. Um, I would look into something like that just for some bands and just for some light work. Yeah, th those are all very, very good suggestions. Rogue, fantastic company. I support uh, Lex recommending them. I mean, that is a wonderful company. And I'm with Lex. I'm always going to support people going to an actual facility. I think when you're in a studio or you're in a gym, there is just something about the energy of being in that space, being with other people, having somebody coach you. The energy of being in a gym is just, you can't unmatch that. You can't match it really. So, but like Lex said, let's say there's a day where like today, where here in Southeastern Wisconsin, it is snowing, the roads are terrible. Maybe you can't leave the house today for some reason. That is a great option to have some dumbbells at home, have some adjustable dumbbells, some bands, something you can do when you're in a bind. Let's say you were planning on going to the gym tonight and all of a sudden some emergency comes up where you're not able to take your car to the gym. Well, at least you've got that backup plan where you have some weights at home that you can use. So I'm a big supporter of that. Another really, really good option to have at home I think is awesome is a pull-up bar. Very, very underrated. Oh, yeah. um, just, just a wonderful exercise that works so much of your upper body. Uh, and you can even buy the ones that go in the doorway that you can attach to the doorway. Those are very popular. But my number one recommendation for at home is the adjustable dumbbells. I cannot say enough nice things about those. They were very hard to find during COVID, but now they are everywhere. So I recommend it. I'm with Lex. Get to the gym if you can. Work with the trainer, but have it as a backup. Uh, what would you say, Lex, number one recommendation if you could recommend one piece of at-home equipment 
what would you pick? I think it's the bands. I think it's the therapy bands, the mini bands, the uh, super bands. Uh, they're, they're versatile. You can put them on door hooks. You can put them on different hooks around the house. You can tie them up around a, a pole or something like that. Uh, it's just a different variety of equipment that you can have um, at, at, that's space-saving, that you can put in drawers, that you can carry along with you in the car in case you go to the park. Um, so a lot of those things, I would definitely recommend the super bands or the mini bands. Yep, they come in different attention strengths. So uh, I would look into something like that. You can get them; they're all over Amazon. You can even get them there too. Yeah, we should even make flex talk bands, like I think we need to talk about that. But you bring up a good point in that if you are traveling as well, that is something to keep in mind. Having the home exercise equipment doesn't just have to be for the home. If you're on the road, if you're somebody that has to travel for work and you're in a hotel room, let's say, for five straight nights, it's been kind of you know known that hotel gyms are really generally not the greatest. So if you can bring some bands with you and get good at doing those workouts at home or, or on the road in a hotel room, I think that's a really, really good idea. So this equipment is very, very versatile. So I think that's really, really neat. Now, home exercise gyms debuted on the list at number two, um, while exercise for weight loss, which did not appear on last year's list, was number five this year. So a lot of these things that weren't on the list last year on Club Industries list last year are on the list this year. Uh, so like we were just talking about home exercise gyms. So uh, and again, Brian mentioned that because of COVID, that is a good reason why that's on there. So number three now, outdoor activities. Include small group walks, group rides, organized hiking with groups, participants meeting in a park, uh, hiking in some area or bike trail. Again, outdoor events. When it gets nicer out in Wisconsin, I definitely see a lot more people in the parks and outside, which is great to see as a fitness professional. You want to see people being active. I don't think that there's enough activity outside in Wisconsin. So anytime it's nice outside, I enjoy seeing people outside. And even as a fitness instructor, fitness coach, I enjoy taking the clients outside. Uh, for some some hill runs, right, Brian? Oh yeah, we've done we've done some hill runs together. One of my least favorite things to do, but also very beneficial. Yes. Yeah. So so outdoor activity, it's good to get a breath of fresh air. Um, do you enjoy the outdoor workouts? What have you done outside, and what have you seen uh, around Wisconsin, Brian? I really do like the outdoor workouts, and one of my favorite things to do outside that I would recommend to everybody listening right now. I love running hills. And I love running um, really? like sloped roads. Yes. <laughs> but here's here's what I do, though, how I do it is I like doing it um, like outside of my apartment. There is a road that is up on an angle that I can run and I'll do like 15 sprints up and down the hill. And that's my workout for the day. It burns so many calories and it helps raise your metabolic rate. It's that high intensity interval training. It's so quick. It takes me like literally 10 minutes to do 15 minutes. Wonderful. And I've seen a lot of research that when you run up a slope like that, that it's actually good for your knees as well, as opposed to running straight. So I, I think that's really cool as well for injury prevention. But I think there's, there's nothing wrong with getting fresh air, being outside, you know, especially if you're cooped up in the winter like we are here in Wisconsin. It's always nice to be able to get a workout outside for sure. Yeah, Wisconsin, it's tough to be working out outside a lot often. What do we get, like three months out basically. of the year? Yeah, basically. <laughs> so you see a lot more people in the gym, and uh, I'm appreciative of people joining studios. So, yes, anytime you get a chance to work out outside, work out with me once or twice a week, then get your butt outside the other days of the week. I'm a total advocate of that. Yeah, absolutely. These workouts that we can do outside can be really, really good. The one thing that I've seen as a big, big trend, Lex, I'm sure you've seen this as well, 
When I drive around, I live in downtown Milwaukee, and I, I drive up and down. Easy, uh, ladies. Easy, ladies. Easy, exactly. <laughs> easy, everybody. When I drive up and down Lincoln Memorial Drive right up against the lakefront, I see so many group workouts going yeah. on outside now, yeah. like yoga I see going on in the morning and various outdoor boot camps and things. Yeah. I think it's just a creative way to get people outside, get some fresh air. I really appreciate people uh, that do those things. Cool. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Now, this one's interesting. Number four on the list for trends. Number four is strength training with free weights. <laughs> now, this actually surprises me because I feel like, wow, we've been strength training with free weights for probably 30, 40 years. This has been popular, <laughs> if not more, for the general public. But obviously, this is a great trend if it's going to be a trend. I think strength training is the number one thing that everybody can be doing. I think it even, I mean, it tops cardiovascular workouts, in my opinion. I, I think keeping your bones strong, your muscles strong is important. And using free weights to accomplish that is great. And especially if you're somebody in the gym who maybe is a little bit older, maybe you're in your 60s, 70s, 80s, and you don't want to be putting a big barbell on your back and doing squats, free weights are going to be a great way to do that just with like dumbbells and other things like that. So big supporter of free weight training. Lex, I'd ask your opinion, but I'm pretty sure we all know where you stand. But let's ask you anyways, how do you feel about strength training as a trend on this list? I think it's great. I think more people should get involved in strength training. Um, a lot of people join my studio just for the fact that they want more form and more control with free weights. Uh, and I can appreciate the coaching aspect of it, learning how to work out with free weights more efficiently, more safely, uh, just so you don't hurt yourself. Because as you go up in weight, uh, you're prone to more injury. So it's important to get proper coaching, proper attention. And uh, if you want to burn some fat, you got to have some strength training with free weights in your routine uh, in conjunction with good cardiovascular workouts. So it's super important. I want to make sure that everybody knows that you're not going to get big and bulky. I feel like we have to repeat ourselves when it comes to this stuff. Women, you're not going to get big and bulky if you're lifting weights. Make sure you're lifting heavy as often as you can. Keep going with the strength. Keep going with the great uh, muscular workouts. Uh, and again, make sure you have free weights in the whole routine. Yeah, and just to kind of piggyback on that, go back. If, if you're a new listener to the show, go back and listen to some of the prior episodes that we've done. We focused a lot on picking a strength training program. And a lot of the programs out there that we're supporters of use free weights. So make sure to go back, listen to some of those prior episodes, and get some of our suggestions on various workouts and things that you can do. So glad that we're both supporters of that one. Let's move on to number five on our list, which is exercise for weight loss. Exercise for weight loss. I think that that's a huge, huge uh, component of exercise, right? Weight loss is the top 10 trend that seems to be going on right now. And again, people want to lose weight. People want to get in better shape. People are going to their doctors and their doctors are telling them to lose weight to get healthier. Uh, again, it's super important to be at a healthy BMI, a healthy body fat percentage. And again, weight loss uh, tops the charts again. Weight loss is number one. Yeah, this definitely should be, this could almost be number one on yeah. the list because Lex, to me, the craziest thing when you look at just the trend of health in America, it's very clear. We have more gyms than we've ever had. We have more fitness studios. We have all these different franchise gyms popping up. We have so many different diets out there. America keeps getting fatter. America keeps getting unhealthier. We have more obese people than we've ever had. We have more percentage of overweight people than we've ever had. And isn't that fascinating that even with all the solutions that we have, all the things that we have out there to be able to help people, the online programs, things like that, we still are getting fatter as a nation. So exercise for weight loss is very, very important. 
And I think this should be the number one focus because we are not headed in a good direction, everybody. Now, for you listening to this podcast, I commend you because that means you're one of the people that's actually bettering yourselves and trying to do something about it. And that's great. But we got to kick ourselves in gear here with this weight loss. I'm pretty sure, Lex, you're a, a big believer in that as well. Yeah, and then the, the scary thing about it is that um, Hispanic adults, where it hits home for me, I'm Hispanic, have an obesity rate of 44.8%, wow. while white adults have an obesity rate of 42.2%. Still, doesn't matter which color, which race, what's going on here, it is an alarming rate that we all need to be concerned about. So having proper coaching, getting educated on what things that we need to do in order to get to a healthy weight is going to be super important. And having enough resources where people can be at home and learn about these things and how to get proper coaching, how to join a gym and what to do at a gym. Uh, these are all going to be important factors in getting to a healthy weight. And so I'm a big advocate in uh, the, the big educational side of things. Yeah. And I'm going to just once again, plug our prior podcast. If you're focused on weight loss, if you're a new listener to the show, we have some really, really good shows we did in the past where you can go back and listen, where we talk about choosing a exercise program, talking about calorie restriction, talking about tracking your food, things like that. Make sure to go back and listen to some of those episodes because there are some great, great resources there um, that we have available. Um, so let's go ahead. We're going to go on to number six, which I know Lex, this is going to hit home uh, very big with Lex because he is an excellent personal trainer. Number six is personal training in the fitness industry. Um, so this is a really, really good one. And I feel like as time goes on, there has become more and more of a need for coaching and training. And I feel like personal training as an industry is just booming right now. I am a big supporter of it. Lex, I think we all want to hear your perspective on this being a trainer. How important is this as a trend for 2023? Yeah, as a huge component to fitness. I want, I obviously am a big advocate of it. I'm a coach in fitness training. I've been doing this for almost 17 years now. Um, I've ran my own studio now for almost seven years now. So I'm a big advocate of it. I, I love to see the coaching aspect go up. I like to see people asking for help and knowing that they've, uh, hit a point in their life that they just need the coaching and the guidance. Some people just want to come to a facility and want to be told what to do and how to do it. And uh, they don't want to get hurt on their own. So uh, I think it's a big step for people to open up and say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I need some help. I need some guidance and I need some coaching. And, uh, you know, you're coming to the best place and around with the best coaches and the best studio. And uh, um, I think the community should be fortunate that there's a great studio with a uh, great experience and great education to get people to the right direction. And I'm always going to be a big advocate of coaching um, to take you to those new heights. And I want to see people advance in their fitness uh, journeys and I want to see people hit their goals and their results. And it all comes down to having the right coach and building that relationship with the coach and, uh, you know, just hitting new heights for yourself. Yeah, that's awesome. I think if we could take it back to what we were just talking about even two minutes ago, the trend in America, you know, Lex read some pretty alarming stats there for people being overweight. There's never been more of a need for fitness professionals and for fitness facilities. I mean, this is becoming almost uh, just, you, what we could you call this almost like a pandemic in a sense, in a, in a way that we are becoming so fat as a country, unfortunately, it's causing so many health issues. It's costing so much money to battle all these health ailments, things that are preventable, like all these heart diseases and um, hypertension and diabetes and a lot of these things that can be prevented. Personal training is a great, great resource because 
a lot of people realize I can't figure this out on my own for some reason. There's some kind of a mental block or something that's preventing you from reaching your goals. It is a great idea to hire somebody, a personal trainer, uh, to help you reach those goals. So I am a big supporter of it, and Lex, a uh, big supporter of you with what you're doing to, to help the community there with uh, the training. Absolutely. Number one leading causing of cause of death in America, heart disease. Oh, sad. Yeah, it's not murder. It's not COVID. It's not cancer. It's not accidents. It is heart disease. So we have a, a pandemic, like you were saying, on our hands. It's heart disease, and we need to address this uh, immediately. And, uh, I can address this in my own communities and I'm hoping I can address this one client at a time. And, uh, hopefully my education experience just, uh, uh, continues to flourish and uh, we just continue to help people. So I get excited about it. I'm passionate about fitness and I think it's important for uh, you to find a coach that's passionate about it and uh, who's really invested in your health and your journey and uh, to build those relationships with people because they're hard to, hard to find. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next one here, which is number seven, high intensity interval training, also called HIT, H-I-I-T. That's in the fitness industry little lingo we use if you're, if you're new to fitness. So HIT training is absolutely wonderful. I love it. I was just talking about it earlier, having that uh, street outside of my house that I can run up and down doing those short bursts of energy. And it, those workouts are generally going to be pretty short. And this is a big trend right now in the industry because it goes against the common uh, thing that's been taught for years, which is if you want to lose weight, you got to sit on, you got to run on a treadmill for an hour to burn a bunch of calories. And what research has shown us over the course of time is that even these short workouts that last 15, 20, 25 minutes, they can achieve the same goal, if not better. Uh, when you are training at a high intensity level, uh, you are burning more fat for energy over the course of time. So it's actually going to help you hit your goals quicker. So I am a big, big proponent of this. I think we need to get the personal trainer's perspective on this. Lex, what's your thoughts on number seven, high intensity interval training? I think it just comes down to convenience right now. I think we're at a point right now where people don't have a lot of time. So they feel like they need to fit in exercise. And if you have a gym or a studio that's marketing high intensity interval training and they can educate you on it properly uh, it's going to appeal to a lot of people they want to come in get their calorie burn burn a lot of calories and they can do it efficiently and safely and they can get the heck out of here so i think it's important to to market correctly and i think it's important for people to be safe about it, it are you ready for high intensity high intensity interval training are your joints ready is your body ready uh just make sure that you're ready for that type of intense exercise and then uh, absolutely go enjoy yourself is there kind of a, a metric you would use or something that you use when you have clients that come in that maybe tell you that they want to do sprinting? How do you assess people to make that determination? Let's say if you're a listener to the podcast right now and you've been listening to me talk about running hills and things, how would you advise somebody if they should or shouldn't? Is it based on their body weight, their strength? their? Uh, how would you kind of advise them? Just different assessments that I would go through during a personal training session. Can they do squats correctly? Can they do lunges correctly without pain? Are they uh, executing push-ups correctly without any upper body uh, pain or uh, limited thoracic mobility? Are they able to do these movements without uh uh, pain, honestly, uh, is their heart rate skyrocketing with just doing squats and different planks? Uh, that's telling me that you're not ready for that type of uh, type of movement yet, because doing so, you could put yourself in in, in harm's way, honestly. So we just want to make sure that you can handle those basic exercises. The heart rate's not skyrocketing, and then yes, you're ready for that next step in uh, interval training. So next, 
Uh, we're going to talk about um, this. These are these are great topics, aren't they? These are, these are good stuff. I really like this. This is a good one today. <laughs> so number eight on the list is body weight training. Uh, again, we're talking about the top ten fitness trends in 2022 here. Uh, number eight is body weight training. Uh, it uses minimal equipment, limited to push-ups and pull-ups, and this trend will allow people to get back to the basics in fitness. So I'm a big advocate of it. I figure if you can master these exercises, uh, you can do some pretty good good things for your joints and your body. Yeah, and body weight exercises are awesome because if anybody out there has the excuse that, um, well, I don't want to call it an excuse, but let's say you're going through a financial situation. Maybe you're not able to afford joining a gym or a trainer. I mean, by the way, there's a lot of gyms out there that don't really charge a lot. So, But let's say there is really a situation where you, you can't make it to a gym. You can really get a great workout at home just doing body weight exercises. We don't want to talk about crime and prison on the show too much, Lex, <laughs> but I have to do it. Um, if you look at the prison population... Uh, there are some people in our prisons that are in fan. I know I'm going there right now. (laughs) There are people that are in some fantastic shape and they're doing a lot of the workouts that you can do at home. Uh, They're doing things like pull-ups and push-ups and body weight squats. Those things can make a massive impact on your physique. So again, I'm not recommending that you go to prison to do these things, but uh, (laughs) just saying that you can do them at home. So I'm also a big proponent of the body weight exercises and uh, push-ups are just absolutely fantastic. I cannot say enough good things about push-ups. There's so many different variations of push-ups to do and body weight squats and things like that. So I'm a big fan. Absolutely. I have a class that's dedicated to just body weight workouts. So I, I, I'm a big advocate of uh, body weight movements and body weight workouts, about squats and push-ups and uh, uh, pull-ups. And if you can minimize your rest period, you can really get the heart rate up and you can really uh, get the heart going there. So I'm a, I'm a big advocate of it. And uh, heck yeah, do more of it. Yep, let's do it. More body weight stuff. I like that. And I love that we talked about prison today on the, uh, that's going to cost, that's going to cost us some sponsorship money. Lex. I feel like I, I'm sorry about that. There goes that doll. Oh man. So number nine, online live and on demand exercise classes. Uh, this became very popular during the COVID shutdown. A lot of gyms were doing some online and live on demand workouts, yoga and uh, high intensity interval training through zoom and Skype and all those different uh, streaming services. Uh, so basically, the good thing about that is available 24-7 uh, online. It can be live or a pre-recorded class. Uh, we have some different uh, different streams that you can use at, at, at my gym. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a good thing to do if you can't get outside, like the bad weather today, like Brian was mentioning earlier. So, uh, again, nothing beats going to the gym or getting a trainer. But as far as things that you can do at home or on the Internet, yeah, online or on-demand classes is a good thing to do. Yeah, at the fitness facility that I work at, we do kind of a a combination deal where let's say for a very popular class like a a spin class or a bike riding class, we offer two different ways to do it. You can either do the spin class with an actual instructor in person or we actually offer an online or on-demand option for people that want to show up at various times of the day when there isn't an instructor. So that's very cool. So even gyms, like Lex was saying, can offer these types of services where you can do these online uh, on-demand programs in the gym, or you can also do them at home as well. One of the more popular ones, uh, when I think back to like the early 2000s, was P90X. And I think about how that kind of revolutionized the, uh, the home workout type system. And a lot of people I know got a lot of results from that. So I think it's a great resource 
on-demand training, live training, getting that same uh, feeling of working with somebody, but just just doing it at home in the comfort of your home. I think it's cool. I like the face-to-face interaction. That's yeah, really, I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, so I like I need that in order to uh, help guide the client and help motivate the client. I need that one-on-one reaction or, or uh, relationship with the client to make sure that they're doing the things the right way. And uh, uh, that's just my perspective, my opinion. Um, a lot of these, uh, you can't um, back away from the trends. They are what they are. But as a coach uh, who's been doing this a long time, I prefer the relationship-based training. So that's just my opinion. I am 100% the same as you. These are all good options to do at home. And I think they were made popular. We keep going back to COVID. But since COVID happened, I think the on, the home online training became very popular. And I don't blame people. There were some populations and some people that weren't comfortable leaving their homes. And this these are some good options to do at home. I'm with Lex. I think going to a facility, going to a gym, having that in-person energy is always going to be better every single time for so many different reasons. But these are still great options to have if for some reason you can't leave the home or you're not comfortable or your schedule is just so wacky that you can't drive somewhere or you don't have a gym to go to that's close. These are all really, really good options. So last on the list uh, out of this top 10 fitness trends for 2022 is health and wellness coaching. So that's going to integrate behavioral science and health promotion and lifestyle medicine programs. One-on-one small group approach provides support, goal setting, and encouragement. So uh, a lot like personal training, uh, this is where I believe you sit down for a consult and you talk about health and wellness and how you can uh, you can really help the client uh, hit that next step in their in their wellness journey. Uh, what do you think, Brian? Yeah, I I like health and wellness coaching because, like you said, it's kind of an extension of personal training. It's not quite the same thing. Health and wellness coaching seems to focus a little bit more on the mental aspect of staying healthy. It's not quite being a psycho- going to see a psychologist or a medical professional. It's kind of the, the intermediary between that. Having somebody to help you kind of organize your life, make better choices, um, you know, organize your environment for success, um, you know, things like that. So I think there is a huge important need for health and wellness coaching. And I think personal trainers that can do both, that can be a a sort of a health and wellness coach and also a personal trainer, I think is really, really good. Uh, For you, Lex, how would you kind of differentiate the two? Obviously, you're a a personal trainer, but when you think about those two aspects, health and wellness coaching or training, do they blend most of the time or is there kind of a distinct difference between the two? I think you deal a lot with a lot of people's emotional and mental uh, state of mind when they come in for training as well because you want to focus on the physical side of things, but you have to deal with uh, things going on in their life, uh, different roadblocks and obstacles that you have to deal with that are going to uh, maybe come in the way of their goals and you have to be able to talk to the client through these things and you have to make sure that they have the right state of mind and uh, right mental clarity to uh, you know approach their goals the right way so I think a lot of it just comes together and I think with time and experience like I've gained over the years you can really coach these people on the mental side of things and emotional side of things as well as the physical side of things and uh, if they can get all that dialed in uh, I certainly think that they're able to get to their goals a lot more uh, a lot better. Here's an important question that I think you'd be qualified to answer here. For the people listening right now, they might be thinking, hey, that's something I might be interested in, hiring a a health and wellness coach, somebody to advise me. I don't know about you, Lex, but it seems like everybody is a coach these days. If you go on Instagram, if you go on Facebook, everybody is offering some kind of a coaching service. How do you know 
who is a good coach to work with? Since there's so many people that claim to be one, how do you differentiate? Is it based on a, a certification? Is there some other metric people should use? How, how would you advise people to find a coach if they think this is a good idea? I think the educational side of things uh, pays off a lot. I mean, that shows that the coach is disciplined enough to finish their uh, college program or even associate's program or even bachelor's program. So you want to make sure that they have the education behind their name. And if they don't have the education, how much um, time have they spent in that industry? Uh, ask them questions. See if they align with your personality. See if they align with your goals and see if they're going to be a good fit for you. Do they offer a free trial? Do they offer a, a, a free uh, term that you can try them out for a little bit to see if you vibe with one another? So that's going to be important to ask those right questions. Uh, you want to make sure that you have the right coach in order for you to get to your goals because nothing's going to be more frustrating than investing in something and then just not seeing the results that you're looking for. So uh, not feeling good about the coach that you hired. So make sure you ask the right questions and, and see if they work for you. I would also add reviews are huge. Yeah. So if you're going to work with somebody that's a coach, do they actually get people results? Can you actually look at their Google reviews or look online? Are there other people saying good things about them that are actually saying, hey, this coach helped me. This coach has really made a difference in my life. If you can find four or five reviews of somebody saying that about a coach, that's probably a good coach then. That means that they're actually accomplishing things. I think it's important for us to remember that just because somebody is in good shape, does not necessarily mean that they're a good coach right. or it doesn't actually even mean that they'd be a good trainer. They may be in good shape for various reasons. They may, and for all we know, they may take steroids. They may take various <laughs> things to help them. They, they may just be naturally fit and they don't really have to do a lot. So that doesn't mean that they'd be a good coach. So we have to look at, you know, what kind of experience do they have? What kind of a resume do they have? How have they helped people? And if you can see that they've helped people, I think that's usually a good metric to go off of for sure. So what do you think about the list, Brian? Were you surprised with anything on this list? Um, did anything kind of uh, uh, jump out at you? Um, what did you think as we wrap up here? I really like the list. I think the one that kind of stood out at me was number four, which was strength training with free weights. I guess I don't see how that's a trend uh, because I just feel like strength training and weights have been such a part of our fitness in America here for, and around the world for such a long time. But I guess it's a trend. We'll go with it. I like the list. I thought it was really good, and it all made sense to me based on the times that we're living in. It was There was a lot of technology in there and a lot of outdoor training and things like that, body weight exercises. I thought it was a good list. What did you think? Now that COVID's going away, like almost worldwide, uh, we're getting a more handle and controlled approach to this. Um, I'm curious to see how this changes now that the home gyms are becoming less and less frequent and, uh, you know, a lot of those uh, things that made the list. So I'm, I'm excited to get back to the way things used to be. Uh, and again, just making sure that we're uh, advancing with modern equipment. And I like the wearable technology uh, on this list. I think that's going to continue to advance and just help a lot of clients along the way. So I'm pumped on it. So um, as we wrap up, again, I just want to thank everybody for joining and listening in. Uh, again, we try to talk about the most exciting topics we can that are going to get you engaged and make sure that you listen for weeks to come. So um, we're going to be doing this week to week and making sure that you stay engaged and stay uh, educated on the most uh, happening fitness topics and get you all fired up about uh, your fitness journey as well and even your life. So we're going to be talking about some wellness topics, some lifestyle topics, and not only just fitness and health, but uh, we want to talk about those important topics that are going to get you going and get you uh, happy to uh, go on with your day. What do you think, Brian? Sounds pretty good to me. And if anybody has any suggestions for us or how we can make the show better, we appreciate you guys all listening. And we want to make sure to make the show as interesting and engaging as possible. 
Uh, also, please feel free to reach out to us on social media if you have any suggestions for topics we can discuss, or if you have a particular question, something that's bothering you or something that you're struggling with, uh, please feel free to reach out to us. Lex and I have a, a pretty uh, good resume in terms of how long we've been in this industry. We've seen a lot, we've learned a lot, and we would be happy to help you if you're trying to work through any sort of a struggle or anything, and, and we feel other people would probably benefit from it as well if we talked about it on the air. So please feel free to reach out, and as always, if you felt this episode was helpful to you and you enjoyed it, we would appreciate if you share it with somebody, and also if you could leave us a review on whatever your podcast services that you listen on, give us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, help us to spread this message of health and fitness. All right. You guys have a great rest of the week, and uh, stay warm. Have a good one, everybody.